Okay, quick disclaimer, or actually disclaimers, two things. Um, one, I record my podcast entirely on my cell phone. I record, I edit, and publish them all through my cell phone. Um, I also record them from either the comfort of my own home, like in, in my bedroom, um, sometimes in my car, like I'm doing right now, sometimes in my work truck during my lunch break, or sometimes while I'm out and about uh, taking a walk. All right. Um, I don't use any fancy uh, studio microphones, headphones, nothing like that. All right. So while the audio quality of these episodes uh, may be a little off or whatnot, um, you know, focus on the quality of the interview Uh, as it goes on. I hope I'm getting better and better at um, not only picking my guests because my guests are usually some pretty cool people that I like talking to. And want you guys to listen in on the conversation. Um, and we try to cover some pretty cool topics as well. Um, so that's number one. Number two is... What was number two? Oh, hey, I'm new to hunting. Okay? That's my second disclaimer. So you know, feel free to take everything I say with a grain of salt. Because, um, let's see, I'm two spring turkey seasons in. And this fall will be my third deer season um, hunting, period. And I've only killed one animal, and that is one turkey that was last spring season, and that's it. Um, Don't get it twisted. There is a whole lot that I do not know. Um, and I, I'm always gonna pe- keep it. I'm always gonna keep it a buck. I'm always gonna keep it 100 with y'all. Um, what do you call it? I'm not doing this. Um, I don't I don't do this podcast and I don't have my Instagram page as a way to say, oh, hey, this is how I do it. Hey, this is no. What I'm doing is um, through this podcast, I'm having, having conversations with some cool people, learning some stuff and and just, you know, giving you guys the opportunity to listen in uh, through my social media pages. Um, I'm just sharing information. It's not my own information. It's not um, stuff that's been proven by me or anything like that. It is uh, just information or me putting you guys in contact with information or people that I think it would be dope to uh, learn from. All right. So y'all listen at your own risk. Okay, so time to pay some bills. Here's a deal. Um, I got the opportunity or I've had the opportunity to work with some pretty cool companies. Um, First up, the Onyx Hunt app. All right. It's the number one GPS hunting app for a reason. Um, this is one of those products that I've used, um, I depend on when it comes to scouting. Um, the app has a ton of great features and it's available not only for your computer. Um, you know, all you got to do is visit www.onyxmaps.com, but it's also available for your mobile devices, um, which is great. So whether you're using Android or iPhone device, iOS devices or Apple devices, I should say, um, it's available for those. So uh, essentially, whatever kind of scouting you probably, you know, e-scouting that you do from the comfort of your home on your computer, um, all that information transfers to the app on your phone. So that way when or, or mobile device, you know, if you're using a tablet or something like that. So that way, once you are out in the field, you can, um, you know, confirm uh, things that you may have thought you saw, you know, while you were sitting at home. Um you know, at the end of the day, just know where you stand with the Onyx Hunt app. All right. Uh, next up, Nor'easter Game Calls. Um, 
I had the opportunity this past uh, spring turkey season to get a couple of custom calls made by Mark over at Nori to Game Calls. Um, it was pretty cool to have my logo on um, some cool, you know, hunting equipment, albeit small hunting equipment, still necessary hunting equipment. Um, had some box calls and glass surface and slate surface uh, turkey pot calls made as well. Now, the cool thing about Norisa Game Calls is that Mark makes all these calls by hand. They're, they're not uh, manufactured by some machine or something like that coming out of some assembly lines or anything like that. Like Mark takes the time, makes each call by hand. This dude has a regular nine to five, but then when he gets home, He's down in his shop um, cranking these things out, and they are beautiful, beautiful custom pieces. So check him out on Instagram at Nor'easter Game Calls or visit his website, www.noreastergamecalls.com. So you can uh, take a look at his work, um, especially on Instagram. You can see the progress because a lot of times he shares pictures of, you know, first the material that he's starting out um you know using whether it's a big chunk of wood or plastic whatever it may be um he lets you see the before the during and the after and then when you're ready to pull the trigger on buying one just visit the website so uh get them in close with nor'easter game calls and uh last but not least afflicted broadheads um another disclaimer if you will these are the only broadheads i've ever shot um reason being they were the first broadheads I purchased, um, first broadheads I shot. Um, I killed my first and only turkey um, with them. Um, they work. I honestly have no reason to to switch. Um, I even like planted uh, one of my arrows in a tree, pull, pulled my arrow out. The arrow was trashed, but um, the broadhead was still sharp and I used it again. Um, well, that was that happened to me last fall, and I used that same broadhead again um, this past spring, and it flew exactly like the way it was supposed to. Um, again, to, uh, full disclaimer, uh, full total transparency. I don't have anything else to compare it to. It flies true. It flies straight, and those suckers are sharp. So, check out uh, Flicker Broadheads, the toughest broadheads on the planet. All right, uh, visit them. On there on the internet uh www.afflictedbroadheads.com what up what up what up welcome to episode 64 of when the hunt calls is it episode 64 oh I hope it is, or I sound really stupid right now. Either way, welcome to episode 64 of When the Hunt Calls, the only hunting podcast hosted by a middle-aged black guy from New York City. I am said black guy, your host, Cliff Cadet. What's good, everybody? Happy Friday. As always, uh, I love dropping these on a Friday. Gives everybody something to listen to going into the weekend. Um, maybe something to listen to over the weekend. Uh, you know, while you're out, either doing some scouting, um, you know, chilling at home, getting your, your honey-do list knocked out for the summer before the fall comes, you know, whatever it may be. Like I said, happy Friday. If it's your first time uh, listening to this episode or listening to this podcast, I truly appreciate you taking the chance, 
listening to me, listening to the conversations I'm having with my guests. Um, I really hope you enjoy it. If you are a return listener, a subscriber, follower, um, I truly appreciate you. Um, I really appreciate the loyalty. But whichever category you may fall in, um, I ask, hey, take a minute after the episode, whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, um, head over to the review section of that platform. Um, hook me up with a five-star rating. Um, if you're feeling truly generous, um, I really would like a dope review. All right. Now, with that being said, let's jump right into it. Uh, my guests today are two guys um, that are a part of a small group on Instagram that um, a small chat group, if you will, that um, that of hunters or newer hunters that I'm a part of that live within and around New York City. Um, the gentleman I'm speaking of, as you saw probably by the um, the cover art for this episode, is David Kalaminsky and Angel Custodio. All right. Hope I did them justice by saying their last names. Uh, like I said, the two, they're two of a, a small group of guys like um, and one female on um, Instagram that I chop it up with, you know, we pick each other's brains, um, we share information and whatnot, um, and uh, just kind of lean on each other um, and, you know, do the best to help each other out. Um, I wanted to get them on the podcast because um, in terms of where they're at, um, you know, at these points in their lives, um, it's similar to mine, you know, saying these gentlemen have full-time jobs, you know, full-time gigs. Um, their husbands, their fathers um, basically have uh, a whole entire life outside of hunting, you know what I'm saying? And I wanted to just speak to them real quick because um, this is a really quick uh, episode, really quick interview, but I wanted to speak to them real quick um, and get an idea, you know, of where they're coming from, you know, what brought them to hunting um, so late in life. Um, wanted to get an idea of maybe some of the challenges that they they have encountered or are encountering you know uh being family men being you know having to travel for work and stuff like that and still really want to get into bow hunting um i'm hoping it'll give you guys some perspective if you guys are seasoned hunt seasoned hunters who who get who get the opportunity to hunt hard and get out there um really really frequent frequently um to maybe get a uh, a perspective from people who don't necessarily do um and uh yeah that's about it let me shut up now um so real quick sit back relax and listen in to my conversation with both uh angel and dave all right ladies and gentlemen please join me in welcoming david kalaminsky and angel custodio did i say that right Yes, sir. <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? Listen, I, I really want to thank you guys again for taking the time out, um, you know, to sit and speak with me on this, uh, this, you know, weekday night. I know we've all got families and whatnot. If you're like me, I know probably right after this uh, interview, I'm going to have to put my little ones to bed. So thank you again. No problem. Yeah, no problem at all. All right. So um, here's the deal. Um what my listeners don't know, um, and I'll put out there right now, um, both Dave and Angel 
are part of a small um, Instagram group that I'm a part of, um, and we're all we're all a part of. I should say, I'm sorry that um, we're all you know fairly new bow hunters. Um, we kind of pick each other's brains, share information and such, um, and we kind of lean on each other, if you will. Um, I know I've had the opportunity to meet Angel once i've yet to meet i've yet to meet dave um but what i wanted to do is i know what my journey has been like over the last couple of years um and you know uh people on instagram uh facebook or youtube even have had the opportunity to kind of hear me speak but i wanted to bring on a couple more newer bow hunters um and hear you know what their stories were you know what i'm saying and and have my listeners kind of learn about, you know, with Dave, you're, you're coming from Westchester, which is just an hour outside of New York City. Um, Angel, you're you're in Queens, just like I am not too not too far from me. Um, one of the things we we have in common is where we're all, you know, uh, men with full time gigs and, and families. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I wanted to learn about. Any challenges you guys have been experiencing over the last couple of years with getting into bow hunting you know just starting out with hopes of kind of um sharing with others i guess how you guys are able to navigate the things that come up but first first you know let's start with you dave okay. um uh i know you're out in westchester um you're a fairly new bow hunter uh let me know let us all know exactly how you got into it i got into it when I, when I was much younger, my grandfather had taken uh, me and my cousins hunting. And, and when we did that, it was, it was all rifle hunting. So I did that when I was younger. I'm talking, you know, 10, 11, 12, you know, a couple, you know, my grandfather took us. And, and it wasn't even what we what we now call hunting is, hey, let's go into the woods, you know, 100 yards and see what we see. So I did that. And then it kind of just faded out. You know, I got into high school, you know, started high school kind of doing sports and didn't really do it and then i would say about five years ago i started getting the itch again to try it and being that i work in pennsylvania a big hunting community all the guys i work with were into it so i actually convinced my wife's uncle to finally take me um so he took me in fall of 2019 rifle hunting and i had opportunity to go i was excited and while we we're there, they all talked about bow hunting. And I was like, you know, it's something to get into. So this past season, I uh, went with my wife's uncle, took me to a local bow shop, and got me outfitted. And this season, I got to do bow hunting. And I will say, I enjoy it much more than rifle hunting in the fact that the challenge is greater. There's a lot more to do than just sit and stalk when I'm with a rifle. So I will say... I enjoyed it, and this is my coming up on my full second season uh, of bow hunting come September. Nice, nice. All right, and Angel, you you've got a totally different story because you're you're totally brand new to this. Um, can you tell us how you how you got into it? Sure. So, with me, I I got into it just you know I travel a lot for work, so I'm always trying to find just content to fill time while I'm driving up to Maine or whatnot. And when one, you know, one podcast in particular I heard had had uh, Stephen Ren, Ren, uh, Renella on, 
And the way he was talking about hunting was just so not what I expected, you know, because usually, you know, I'm like you said, I'm a kid from Queens. I thought hunting was just some guy pulls the trigger and whatever. And it's all about just the kill. And when I saw how he was talking about how he feeds his family, just the connection to conservation, you know, these were all aspects of life that I just was completely ignorant on. So I got really into the idea of learning how to hunt. And just as I kind of started to open up that door, when I was looking at, you know, firearm hunting and bow hunting, I, um, I, I decided, well, you know, I have no comparison, but I went to an archery range. And the moment I pulled back my first bow, I was like, oh, no, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I probably fell in love with archery a little bit more than bow hunting at the time. But that's what really kind of led me down this path that I've been on for a couple of years plus now. Nice. And I, I can definitely relate to that story because I started out the same way. At first, for me, it was all about archery. Um, even though my first bow was literally a hunting bow, um, I didn't, but I didn't purchase it to hunt. You know, I had gotten, a, I remember a bear, uh, ready to hunt bow came with, you know, the sight stabilizer, all that. And then, um, it wasn't until a couple of months, not even, not even a couple of months, um, about a year or so after purchasing my bow, I happened to get on Instagram and create, you know, the whole urban archery NYC account. And um, I remember I was picking some people's brains about, you know, shooting archery. And then within a month or so, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the ATA show. Yep. Um, Angel, are you familiar with it at all? Or? Oh, yes. I yeah. So it's I, I call it the Comic-Con for hunt, hunting. And uh, <laughs> so uh, and I'm a big like comic book you know geek when it uh, when it comes to that stuff so when i realized there was a whole like show or a trade show dedicated you know to all this and and like different posts started popping up in my feed it was when like hunting you know really kind of got that that seed was planted in my head and then it went from asking for advice on shooting my bow to asking you know for advice in regards to hunting um so like i said i could definitely relate to to your story angel but now you mentioned somebody you mentioned steve ranella like we're we're all familiar with that with him not that um with him um he's a huge figure within the hunting industry within the hunting community is there anyone and and i'll jump to david with this is there anyone else that may be another hunting figure that you look I don't want to say look up to, you know what I'm saying? But that like really interests you, like really that you kind of gravitate towards to in terms of, let's say on social media, you want to see, oh, what is this person doing? Or maybe if they have a special or a show on Netflix or something like that. Is there is there anyone else like like a Ranella that you kind of gravitate towards? Uh, I mean, I definitely watched him because, you know, you know, you, you see him on on the, the Netflix. He has his shows. But uh, I I will say when I started getting into the bow hunting, I started watching the hunting public group on YouTube, and I even mm -hmm. think some of their stuff is on Amazon. They, they seem to to kind of bring together a couple things, so I I, I really enjoyed watching them. And I I follow Bowmar bow hunting. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you're familiar with them. Um, 
they go on some epic stuff. And I kind of watch their stuff more for like the content. But mm-hmm. you know, Cameron Hayes, another one, another big big influencer to watch. Yeah, he was the he was I think the one whose um whose feed I was following, and then ended up he was at ATA, and I was like, oh, what's this? And then started seeing a little bit more. Okay. Um, I remember and stuff like that. Angel, is there anyone else besides um Steve Ranella that you uh you're interested in as well? Oh yeah, that, I mean, that, that Dave mentioned some great um, names there, especially the hunting public, mm-hmm. uh, especially someone who's you know hopefully in the future can own some p- private land. As of right now, you know, the idea of public hunting is really the only option for right now um and anyway but just I, I i follow a lot of other channels like elk shape or just pretty much if i could youtube bow hunting <laughs> i'll watch <laughs> while i have to wait for a flight or whatnot you know got it got it so it's safe to say both of you guys travel a lot for work um angel you 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 tend to put in a lot i think driving miles correct uh, mostly, yeah. There are quite a bit of uh, flights, but I feel like with the post-COVID, it's it's much more local now. Got it. And and Dave, you, you were talking about, dang, you go from Westchester to Pennsylvania for work. Yeah, I mean, I, I go very rarely. It used to be right. consistent. Now it's more. But yeah, my my main office is in, in Philly area. Wow. All right. So, um... I guess my next question, and and I'm asking these questions kind of based off of what jumps into my mind in terms of um, what I've experienced and was curious to know um, what you guys experienced. But um, uh, I guess, Angel, jumping into this so brand new, I got to ask, what your wife think? You know, when when you when you tell her uh, one, you want to shoot archery and then from archery, you jump into hunting. Well, my wife was born and raised in Manhattan, so you could, you know, probably tell she wasn't really like. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say she wasn't open, but she was like, "Really hunting?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, but she knows that I always love the outdoors. Um, you know, my family. You know, we migrated here from the Dominican Republic, so I would go fishing a few times with my uncle, but there's no like real hunting culture. It, um on on the island you know mm-hmm. so getting into it it was it i think it helped that it was a slow process because i started really deep diving into just learning about hunting learning about bow hunting just anything really um conservation the whole nine yards for about a year to a year and a half before i could save up to buy a bow so I think it gave my wife enough time to kind of ease into the idea that, you know, this might actually happen. <laughs> you sound like you had a little bit better of experience than me because um, I am the, um, you you know, those memes where where they talk about, uh, the I guess, the husband sneaking in archery or hunting gear into their home. That, that's me, 100%. And, uh, well, you know what I think helps is that, I was so into the idea of turkey hunting because everyone, when I would go to the range, whether it's Proline or Gotham, they would always say, you know, deer are hard, but turkey are really hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, me, you know, just, I'm like, well, 
I want to go turkey hunting. And I found that for when I talk to non-hunters or people that are, are a little bit more uh, scared of even the idea of taking an animal's life, if I talk about a mammal like a deer or anything else uh, of that nature, they kind of cringe. But for some reason, I say turkey hunting, and it it allowed me a kind of like, oh yeah, who doesn't like tur- turkey burgers or whatever, or, you know? No, that that's true. I've I've noticed the difference in uh in in how I'm received by people when I'm talking about hunting, and I primarily like this past season talking about the spring turkey season. It's a lot more uh well received, a lot better received when it's turkey as opposed to deer because you know for all intents and purposes i think they people imagine bambi you know what i'm yeah. saying and uh they're not too too fond of that dave if if you don't mind my asking like how was your wife you know uh how receptive was she to the idea of you uh getting into hunting um she was actually very receptive just because She's known as something I've talked about from when we were dating. I'm like, you know, I'd like to get into it. And uh, I actually have family who lives out in Wyoming. So we actually, uh, when we first started dating, we went out there and we got to, uh, she got to experience all different kinds of meats. Uh, everything that we ate was was uh, hunted by my, my family out there. And she had some some moose, heart, some elk, some pronghorn. You know, so she really was like, she got into the idea of it. So when I broke it down, I wanted to go hunting. She was like, yeah, that's okay. I think my biggest challenge was at the time uh, when I first started in, in fall of 2019, my son was two and my daughter was mm, five months old. So the oh, wow. notion of the notion of I'm going to be gone for an entire weekend. Are we okay? I think that was the biggest, the biggest loop. But uh, overall, she was very open in the idea of me going out there and hunting. All right. How old are you kids now? Uh, my daughter is two and my son just turned is going to turn four next month. All right. Do you how like, um, I guess, how do you work it out with you with your wife? For example, this coming deer season, right? Yep. Um, like how how do you plan on going out like me? Um, because thank God for the public land in Westchester being, you know, an hour or less from my house. I can hunt during the day and be home, you know, what I'm saying at a decent hour. As opposed, to, as opposed to being gone, you know what I'm saying, all weekend. Like, do you try to do just day hunts and then and then come home? Or do you, do you take, like, weekend trips? Uh, right now, it's day hunts just between public land and, and the situation I've set up close to me to, to go hunting with the, with the help of some people. But, yeah, mostly it's, it's day hunts. So I'll go out, you know, first thing in the morning and maybe, maybe home by 9, 10 o'clock in the morning give or take. And then depending on if, if nothing's really busy, I'll, I'll try to get back out in the afternoon too and make, make a run around like two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock. So, so it, it's hard, but I think that the biggest challenge is, you know, I try to get there during the week sometimes. And that's a challenge because it's like, you know, we got two kids I can get ready for, for nursery school. So that's the hardest part. Got it. And Angel, what about you? Have you found it difficult uh navigating with you know with children with family you know just getting out to the range or just getting out to or like i know um we got the opportunity to meet the one time um to go scouting for turkey um like what what challenges do you have or you maybe foresee having um you know when you want to hunt uh deer oh no it's it's exactly what 
my my two youngest children are a little bit older, but they're still, you know, I have a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. So as they get older, you know, you have now karate and ballet and then piano and just all the enrichments, you know, that I don't want to deprive my kids from. And I, I, I don't want to miss those either because I get so much joy seeing them, you know, just practice and grow and develop. And it's, it's you know, obviously parenting is still our number one job you know but mm -hmm. i think what helps is just scheduling like when we were able to go scouting that day um you know we kind of planned it well in advance where i was able to move things around and and just having that you know just communication and just kind of like long-term planning i'm able to say all right for you know these weekends i'll jam up all the kind of enrichment events on a Sunday so that's a Saturday it's you know I'm pretty free for most of the day so I can at least get out there for a few hours you know got it got it and I've seen from some of your from the some of your Instagram posts your kids uh seem to get a kick out of you shooting your bow oh they get a you know at first they were they were looking at me like, oh yeah that's you know because they just know me I'm I'm, I'm dad <laughs> you know mm. and when they start to know that dad has hobbies, they're like, oh, really? What's what's this? And when it really turned a corner was, um, I want to say a few months ago, my family and I, we went up to the peak skills uh, and we rented a cabin and they had a huge um, just plot of land. Well, you know, huge for queen standards anyway. <laughs> so it, 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 I usually shoot indoor 20 yards it was it was the first time i was able to really stretch out the bow to 30 40 i even tried 50 yards and i had um you know i spoke to the kids about safety you know when the bow is up you gotta stay behind here and just you know just making sure that they understand as we learn things as we have fun we gotta be mindful that these are tools and you know all tools are to be re respected you know mm -hmm. and then they were seeing i have this kind of cube target and one of the sides has a bunch of pool balls <laughs> on it and just seeing me try to hit the nine ball you know it just they were getting such a kick out of it to the <laughs> now my son wants to uh, get into it so i bought him a, like a little toy bow just to have fun but it's just really great to see like them see me and we all have fun and just grow with that you know nice uh, you brought up a, a great point as as a parent just it's funny because like you said your kids just know you as dad and but then when they see you getting into something and see you passionate about something then they're just like light bulb goes off like oh dad has interests too yeah you know i'm saying <laughs> dad has a hobby that's a that's a pretty cool point because i i didn't even think of it that way um dave i know your your kids are a little bit younger but do they show interest in in shooting a bow and and getting outdoors like you do uh, absolutely my son definitely does so uh, this past christmas bought him a, a play bow and arrow and he he, he got into it and he tells everybody i'm going with daddy to get rudolph uh, so, <laughs> so it's, pretty, it's pretty funny and uh you know i enjoy it and every now and then i try to practice as much as possible outdoors uh, but it's just tough because when the, when my two children are there, like like Angel's saying, safety first, and that's that's something I preach to my son all the time. But it's really hard to make sure a two year old, a four year old, you know, don't want to run around while you're doing it. 
So, but uh, my my son is definitely into it, and if my daughter would like to come out, I'd be more than willing to take her out when she's up to it. That's awesome, and and I I really appreciate you guys um both, you know, making it a point to drill safety um into their heads because I think that's I think with any activity um it, if there's a uh, any any remote um sense not remote sense but any chance of danger of getting injured with with an activity the first thing you got to review is any safety practices and and i do the same thing when i shoot in my mother-in-law's driveway my son my son has been two years over two years now so he knows the minute he sees me knocking and first of all i don't knock an arrow until like let's say he's riding his bike in the driveway we we're we're what's the word uh we're cognizant of each other so he knows what i'm doing i know what he's doing or where he is and then once he gets behind me i'll knock an arrow and he's paying attention and he sees once i've knocked an arrow he stops and stays behind me and then he'll usually watch to see you know where the arrow lands where the arrow hits and he'll be like good shot daddy or bad shot daddy you missed (laughs) you know what i'm saying but uh but yeah i i really appreciate you guys pointing out the whole um safety aspect of everything um all right so to kind of to kind of round this out a little bit because i don't i don't want to keep you guys too long um what if any challenges have you guys had with um with getting into hunting um i'll start with you angel like any anything you could think of um that and and if if there was a challenge, how have you been able to kind of navigate it? You know, I'll be honest. Well, you, uh, some of my main challenges was kind of self-induced. Mm-hmm. I was a little intimidated from, you know, being from New York City. I thought, you know, hunting is, you know, all my hunting friends live in Texas or Georgia. Or, you know, they're all down south. And I knew some people in New York hunt, but... I just thought, all right, there's like three people in Oswego, you know, and I, I, <laughs> I had no idea that like the community here, even though we are, uh, you know, very small percentage wise, it, there actually is a pretty deep community and just finding those outlets kind of gave me a little bit more of, I, of just confidence and just like, all right, like I can go out there and I'm not going to be like alone in the woods and, and just not know what I'm doing. And, and when I finally decided, all right, I've been practicing for about a year or so is when I started to search for just more of those bow hunting community outlets. And that's how I ran into your page on Instagram, which led me to uh, BHA, the New York chapter, you know, just all of the groups that I found out were local. Mm-hmm. And it, it just really, it, it, it was great to see just people that live in Queens, that live in Nassau County, that live in Westchester, that live in Staten Island. Like, you know, it, it just kind of gave me that, just that confidence that I could kind of really turn the corner now and just go from, all right, I'm, I'm preparing, I'm preparing, I'm preparing to now, or right, I'm buying a tag, you know? Nice, nice. Dave, any any challenges for you that you you know and and tips you know or or how you've been able to get around them? I think the biggest challenge for me was was when I got when I was getting into hunting again. It's 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 almost like a first step, you know. Like it, it it's a sport. Like 
like Angel said, the community is really tight and, and people are willing to help, but it, it's also wanting to ask people for help. I think the biggest part for me was like getting back. It's like, well, where do I start? I don't own land, you know, public land at that point. I really was new to it. So I didn't know what stand do I need? What climbing material do I need? What safety material? So, so it's hard. So for me, the biggest challenge was getting someone to take me out, like, you know, mentor me, take me out, just show me a couple of things. And I think once I, once I got that, uh, which really helped me, I started to reach out to a few other people and I'm starting to see the community, a lot of people willing to help you. So, so it's not a matter of, you know, not everybody has this ego that they're a trophy hunter. A lot of people want to help because it's one of those things you have to pass down because, you know, I, if I, if I, if I get a deer this season, you know, I'm going to need that mentor to show me how, how am I cutting, gutting the deer, cleaning the deer. There's a lot of things. So that was, that to me was, and still seems to be some of the biggest challenge for new hunters is, is getting out in there. But you know, how do I get into the woods? Got it. Got it. Yeah. So is it safe to say, so you, so you, Dave, you have a mentor, like you've got somebody you could kind of fall back on, like that you plan on hunting with this fall. Yeah, I actually do. Uh, my wife's uncle and his nephew, uh, Johnny Tenor, they, they actually were very open and they're like, we're going to teach you everything we know. So they took me out and they, you know, they, they'll point things out. You know, we go look in the land in the summer and say, you know, these, these are signs you need to look for. So it's really good to have a mentor. And I would love to learn enough one day that I can turn around and return the favor to someone who's looking to get into hunting and say, you know, I'll teach you everything I know because that's the only way you learn. Like, if no, like I, I'm sure it's for you guys too, if, if, you know, just got into archery and into hunting. It's, you need someone to show you these things. Mm -hmm. you know? No, definitely. All right. Um, any tips um and i'll start i'll start with you dave and then go to angel is is there one thing one piece of advice knowing what you've experienced um you know this last couple of years one piece of advice you'd like to pass on to somebody else that may be just on the fence about hunting or is just getting into it uh one i kind of gave two points one one thing is practice practice mm -hmm. practice practice uh and the second one is kind of just be open uh, open-minded to to the fact that you know people may not show you everything but ask you know like these groups the, these instagram these social medias are a big help so ask people a question that that's the biggest thing don't be afraid to ask someone for to help you and to really get you in there got it all right and angel any tip um like i, I know you're you're really fresh to this and stuff like that but is there any tip that you'd be able to offer to somebody new to this as well well dave hit you know two of the main ones you know just practice and and can kind of find those you know find the information but the only one i would really add is just kind of if when you want to do something just you got to go f f uh you you, you got to go all in you know like i was researching things and then i i think i i was falling in this loop of you know how do i do this how do i do that all right i'm looking at all these youtube videos but the day i met up with you and anthony and and you were showing me in in the field you know how to mm -hmm. look at rain how to evaluate and even just how to use onyx you know it's it's different when you're doing it with a real person than when you're just looking online at somebody else's you know process no agreed and if i could add just to that is if you're limited on time, just uh, which is like usually 
often my it's not necessarily time i'm limited on is i'm limited on the number of days i can get out there so when i am out in the woods i try to learn as much as possible um you know when i'm out there whatever it is i'm doing so like even when i was turkey hunting this past season um on my way like i'd go into the woods in the morning you know under the cover of darkness but then come 12 noon when i'm you know hiking back out i'm looking for deer sign so i try to you know use uh you know use my time out there as best as possible all right fellas man uh listen again i appreciate you guys taking the time out to to speak to me this evening definitely learned a lot i jotted down some notes myself because like i told you um at the end of the day i i'm trying to listen i've yet to i've yet to kill a deer the only animal i've killed is is the one turkey i killed last year um but i i'd like to learn these things uh learn from other people on a journey similar to mine um with hopes of you know if not me definitely uh you know hunters like yourselves you know pass on and share the share this information absolutely all right gentlemen uh so y'all have a good one um i know i'll be talking to you guys shortly probably on instagram but um other than that folks stay blessed take care take care all right so Thank you again to both Angel and Dave for, you know, taking the time out to uh, sit down, speak with me and, you know, share um, their experiences, what their what their, you know, challenges are with getting into bow hunting and so on. I really had a great time uh, speaking with them, as always. Like I said, uh, both Dave and Angel are guys that are part of a small group on Instagram that um, I get the opportunity to to chop it up with um you know frequently throughout the day throughout the week and whatnot um hope you guys again enjoyed that uh conversation um tune in next week hope you guys have a great weekend remember stay blessed and respect the journey even when it's not your own